This is ENP Business Matters Podcast, episode number 64, Three Steps That You Can Take Today to Protect Your Practice. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner, otherwise known as NPBO. This is the podcast that is dedicated to helping you, the nurse practitioner. And since 2007, we've been working with you on the business of being a nurse practitioner, providing education, resources, and support as you start, grow, and operate your own practice. You can learn more by visiting us at npbusiness.org. It's really hard to be anywhere today and not hear or watch or engage in conversations about the problems that our world is facing. And this past week, we've seen a huge example about that. But more importantly, today what we're going to be talking about are the problems that our economy is facing. And more specifically, not so much the problems that the economy is facing, but just how it's going to impact our practices. So every day we hear about prices going up, we won't be talking about the gas. But I also am now starting to hear from NPs who are having difficulty sourcing supplies that they use every single day in their practice, not to mention the prices of those supplies. So are we in a recession, a slowdown? Is it something else? It really doesn't matter. Our goal here today is to make sure that NPs understand how to protect their practices, and perhaps even have them thrive during these times. Now, in full disclosure, my crystal ball is rather cloudy. And of course, nobody can say with any degree of certainty what is going to happen, regardless of who they are. Again, I hear that some people are saying that the big recession is right around the corner. Others say that it's not going to be so bad. And others are saying, don't worry, it's not even a recession. It's just a little bit of a slowdown or a downturn. And others are saying that the media is overreacting. But it really doesn't matter. We're all seeing some changes in the economy. And healthcare is not necessarily protected from those effects. So let's take a look now at what we can do to protect our practices in this current changing economy. I would be remiss if I didn't start with a disclaimer. I, Barbara C. Phillips, am not a financial expert. I'm not an economist, nor am I a psychic with a magic crystal ball that can tell you the future. And truth be told, none of us knows exactly what is going to happen. As I said earlier, the world is crazy right now, and I believe just about anything may be possible. But again, in this episode of the NP Business Matters podcast, I want to talk about how you can be prepared, not only because of what is happening now, but this is stuff that you can use to be prepared for anything. We've talked about disasters before, and whether it's an economic disaster or another kind of disaster, we still 
need to be prepared. Being prepared is the motto that we should all adopt. I think it's important to discuss the idea and the myth, perhaps, that healthcare is recession-proof. And I think that idea comes from the fact that people will always need health care. And of course, we know that that's true, but it may not benefit us in our practice, depending on what's going on. So here's why. Now, in a recession, and we'll just call it that to make it easier to talk about, in a recession, there's generally a period of time when there is an economic decline. It can last for months, if not years. And depending on who you read, of course, as I said earlier, it's either already here or it's coming or it's just a figment of our imagination. So regardless of what we call it and regardless of if you, what you believe about it, there are some factors that are already affecting nurse practitioner practices. So if we take a look just for a moment at the bigger picture, one of them is unemployment. For a while now, it's been reported that it's hard to find medical assistance. And we know with COVID, retirement, with burnout, and a host of other issues, healthcare providers, including nurses, are opting out of being healthcare providers and are perhaps looking for different types of work. To add to this, that during a recession, unemployment is generally high, but I think we have a lot of confounding factors here. But the thing to think about is that since many people's healthcare insurance plans are tied to employment and they are no longer employed, this can be an issue for those wanting to access care. And of course, we know that we've just been through and are probably still going through what has been called the great resignation period. And people, again, leaving their jobs, again, because of COVID burnout and a variety of other reasons, and they're starting their own businesses. Now, we all know that when you start your own business, particularly if it's on a shoestring, one of the last things that you're worried about purchasing is going to be health insurance for yourself. And there's an awful lot of newbie entrepreneurs out there that are facing the same thing. It also follows that the more people that are unemployed, regardless of the reason, that it can be problematic for businesses looking for employees. It may cost a business more to find and retain the qualified individuals because it really is an employee's market right now not so much on the employer. We also have a side of all of this regarding supplies. Now we know this is going on for a while, but it is getting worse. We've seen shortages of consumer goods and this trickles into the healthcare field. Recently in our business group, NPs are asking about where they can find such things such as lidocaine and other clinic supplies. And again, at reasonable prices because they're seeing prices skyrocket. So what is an NP business owner supposed to do? Well, let's talk about the three things that you can do right now to prepare your practice for whatever happens. So the first thing, and this may sound rather pessimistic, if you will, but we're talking about being prepared, correct? So the first thing you want to do is Figure out what your worst case scenario is going to be. And if you think about it, 
it may be something that's going to be different for one person and different from another person. Because when we think about disasters, I think it's important not only to look at it through the lens of the economic situation that we're in, but also consider natural disasters as well as man-made disasters. So, so for example, you may have a drop in revenue and you can have a drop in revenue from patients losing their insurance, maybe certain payers changing what they're going to cover and who they're going to pay and credential with. Patients not having the ability to pay you their share of what they're supposed to pay. So that means the coinsurance, the deductibles, and the copays. Or perhaps patients just stop coming into seeing you altogether due to lack of money. Now, this is not far off. This is certainly something that we saw back in the 2008-2009 recession. We actually had in our practice a good chunk of our patients lose their commercial insurances and also lose the ability to pay for health care. So this is something that you need to consider. Another form of disaster, of course, can be this natural disasters and perhaps man-made in, the term, in terms of fires. And we've seen some horrendous fires affecting people, particularly in the western part of the United States recently. We have tornadoes, hurricanes, and earthquakes. Now, they can either destroy or severely damage your business and your equipment, putting you out of business for a short-term or long-term period of time. Now, another thing I think we need to consider, and we don't think about this all the time, but I think we need to think about civil unrest. That can certainly limit our ability to practice and can also cause physical damage. In the last several years, we've seen all kinds of protests and and even riots, if you will. But in the past, and, and I'm talking maybe the last 20 years or 30 years or so, we've seen protesters who have blocked access to particular clinics, such as Planned Parenthood. We may see that kind of action or activity increase. And of course, there's other kinds of civil unrest that can happen. And even though things haven't happened to a great degree in the United States in the recent past, we don't know what's going to happen. And again, remember, I'm, we're trying to look at worst case scenarios here. Now, of course, we can have continued increase in cost and shortages of supplies. And I'm not talking about just supplies that are coming from overseas. And I think we all need to acknowledge that a huge portion of our supplies come from China and other countries. And we really haven't paid attention to that or been fully aware of that. Sometimes it's just the component of something that we put together here, but we can't put it together because we don't have a certain part that is coming from another country. We also have our own supply issues here in the United States. You know, some of this has to do with transportation of our supplies and the cost that goes into that. I've heard several times in several accounts of 
people who are particularly living in port cities saying that we have boats, you know, kind of stranded in the harbor, waiting to get in, not being able to get in, etc. And one of the NPBO members was mentioning recently that in her family-owned business that happens to be a nursery, you know, a plant nursery, the cost of freight has gone up astronomically. And I don't recall the percentages, but it seemed like it would cost a a truck worth of supplies. And and I may be wrong here, but in the less than a thousand dollars, and now it's in the tens of thousands of dollars, which was really gasp producing for me when I heard that. So it is something that you need to think about that those cost of transportation, those delays, those shortages are really going to increase your costs. And of course, as the business, regardless of what the business is, in her case, it was a nursery. In our case, it might be the medical supply house those costs most likely are going to be passed on to us. They have to be. And perhaps that's something that we end up having to pass on to our patients, depending on what you're doing. So the first step is looking at and dreaming up that worst case scenario, that nightmare, if you will. Because once you know what that is, you can put a plan in place for the things that are most likely going to happen in your neck of the woods with your type of practice. So the second and third thing to look at are going to be financially related. So number two, and I think this is so important, is to look at your expenses, all of your expenses. Unless you are watching this really with a fine tooth comb, under a fine tooth lens, if you will, you may be missing things. So it's really important to carefully evaluate your overhead and what is it you're spending in each and every area of your business. Almost everybody can find a little fluff, if you will. So what are you paying for that isn't essential, maybe that you're not really using? What are you paying for staff And perhaps you have too much staff. Perhaps you need to look at consolidating your staff or consolidating the tasks that they're doing. I truly do not believe that you have somebody who only does one job in your practice. Everybody should be cross-trained, not only to be able to pick up when somebody else isn't there, but you don't need one dedicated person to each and everything that you're doing. In a lot of practices that are particularly running on the lean side, that are doing this specifically because they want to keep their costs down, it's not uncommon for the owners and the other providers to help with things like such as housekeeping. So everybody pitches in and does some work because it does keep your cost down. One of the things that I think is really important as well in this is when you're looking at your overhead and you're looking at the cost, it's really important to understand cost per patient and how to configure that. And we did talk about that in a podcast not long ago. So I will link to that over in the show notes at npbusiness.org forward slash recession. 
Another area of costs that I want you to take a look at is debt. If you have debt, take a look at that. Is it something that you can expect the interest rates to go up on? Because they are going up. The feds have increased the interest rate, and that's going to trickle down to any debt that you have that has an interest rate on it. Is that debt something that maybe you have funds set aside and you could pay it off? Or would it be better for you to hold on to those funds for other areas where you may need it later on. Only you can really evaluate the impact of that and the amount of funds that you have available. But if you have debt, it may be something that you need to evaluate and figure out, is it wiser for you right now to hold on to that cash or to pay that off so that you don't have that ongoing debt and interest rates? Now, number three is revenue. Okay, so this is the third part of that finance or the second part of the financial assessment. And by the way, this is stuff you should be doing all the time anyway. Knowing our numbers at all times is essential at any time. But right now, I want you to take a really good look at it. So revenue, what is your main source of revenue? What does your payer mix look like? I mentioned earlier the 2008-2009 recession. And in our primary care practice, a huge chunk of our commercial revenue was lost when patients lost their jobs. We were in a small rural area. There were a couple of major employers that paid well, that offered insurances, health insurance to their employees, our patients. When those companies ended up folding up, laying everybody off, like I said, a good chunk of our patients lost their insurance. They lost their their money, basically. And so many of our patients ended up either putting off their health care because they needed their money that they did have for living expenses and for their families, or they just didn't come in at all, or they would limit what they would do. I have to say, and I know a lot of people don't like insurance, they don't like um, particularly Medicare and Medicaid, but our government payers, so that's Medicare, Medicaid, workers' comp, all of those kinds of plans, they continued to pay us. And that's what helped us weather the storm. Now, again, I want you to go back to the show notes at npbusiness.org so that you can look at what your payer mix is and how to configure that. Now, if you have a large portion of your payers or your patients who are paying you out of pocket for all of their expenses, you know, perhaps they're just paying cash. It's a strictly cash practice. Perhaps you have a direct pay practice and maybe a membership model. You still want to take a look at this. Look at your patient population. What percentage of those folks might be kind of tenuous in their own financial situations and may opt for pausing their membership, not coming in for health care? How likely are you going to be able to weather that storm? So it, it it's really important to consider that when we have a lot of financial angst out there, 
patients also get a little anxious. And there's data out there that shows that people put off even routine health care. They certainly put off some of the more elective things or even things that are considered maybe a little luxury, like some of the med spa things. So it's something that you in cash practices also need to consider. Now, if you are taking insurance, one of the most important things that you can do is look at your accounts receivable and work extremely diligently to get that down, get that money that is owed you into the practices as soon as possible. This is an area I think that almost everybody needs to double down on and really look at because as your AR grows and as people get further out, you know, in that 30, 60, 90 day, you may find that people are getting to the point where they really can't participate with their form, their cost sharing portions. They can't pay them or maybe they refuse to pay altogether. So those are the the three things, you know, one of them just looking at your worst case scenarios and figuring out what it is that you can do to plan for those. And the other two are looking at portions of your finances. Now, one of the advantages of being a small business in general is that you're agile. Okay, you can make changes in your business far faster than a larger corporate type of clinical practice. So take a look at the services you're providing, the cost for those services, and perhaps you need to consider doing a bit of a pivot. If something is not as popular as it once was, or you're seeing people not doing something and you can save money by maybe putting a pause on that particular service, you may want to be able to do that. On the other hand, there may be services that people need and want and are willing to pay for. And so you may look at adding those kinds of services to your practice so that you have that additional stream of revenue. But most important in all of this that I've talked about is that you keep yourself abreast of what is going on, educate yourself to what is going on all around you, not just, and please don't just watch one news channel. Don't read just one newspaper, if you will, but really try to get a well-rounded picture of what is going on in the world around you. And not only in the world around you, but also deep within your business by taking a look at these things. This is just a brief overview of what you might want to start thinking about. In reality, these things, again, are things that you need to be thinking about ongoing, regardless of our economic situation. We should all be prepared for whatever kind of disaster comes to us. Now, obviously, there, are, there may be things that can happen that we're just totally unprepared for. For instance, people weren't really prepared for COVID. And if we had aliens visiting the planet today, we would really not be prepared for them in terms of our practice. But the things that are likely to hit you, you can get prepared for. Again, you always, always, always want to pay attention to your business metrics. 
Now to review just one more time, we're talking about doing some planning. You want to determine if you can, as much as you can, what your worst case scenarios might be. What is your biggest nightmare for your practice? Perhaps the three of them. And what can you do to be prepared? Okay. Now, remember, it might not just be the economy, but it can be other issues as well. We also talked about doing assessments, assessments in your finances, looking at both your expenses and then separately at revenue generation. And again, what can you do? Where are you? And then what can you do? Again, it's something that's ongoing that you need to do to protect your practice. Now, for our NPBO members who are listening to this, we're going to be diving into this more in detail in July. So watch your calendar and your emails for links to the meeting that we'll be having where we'll just go into this deeply. And for those of you that might be interested in joining us, you can certainly join NPBO. And I'll have a link to that in our show notes at npbusiness.org forward slash recession. And while you're checking out the show notes, I want you to go ahead and you'll see an area below the blog post and the podcast where you can leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. What is your worst case scenario? Have you done a practice audit? And were you able to tighten up things where you needed to? You know, what what are your fears or do you feel completely ready? I would love to watch for your comments and listen to them. And I think it's really important for us to share amongst one another. I want to say thank you. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. And if you liked this and got value, please share it with your colleagues. Give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. All of this helps others find us. And we know that knowledge is power and we can empower each and every nurse practitioner, all 300 plus thousand of them to understand the business of healthcare. That's it for this episode. I'm Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. And I look forward to seeing you in the the next episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. Bye-bye now.